Welcome to Handbrake, the show about cars and things to do with cars. I'm here today with my co-presenter, Dave. G'day. And myself, Tris. Today we've got a bit of a special lined up for you guys. We're going to be talking about the Detroit Motor Show. There's some interesting cars to come out there and some terrible cars to come out there. Terrible cars? We'll get to that in a minute. But first, we're going to start with some interesting cars. Top of the list, the one thing that really caught my eye, and we should be seeing not only in Europe and America, but hopefully in Australia, is the uh, new Volvo S60. The new concept's just been released for the Detroit Motor Show, and this car looks hot. Look at it. How could you not want that? Yeah, that I, that really is a good-looking car that for is, and a bit of a departure from Volvo. It is, really, isn't it? seeing as until fairly recent years they were designing well, terrible cars. Yeah, not even they're, bars of soap. No, really. they were awful. Of Square soap. They weren't round. awful looking cars. They were just they were just boring. It was a car. Mm-hmm. It was like they had gone extra sketched and pushed out a car with this. Wow, Volvo. Since the C30, you've been starting to make some really desirable cars, and this for me, I have problems in my pants looking at this, so I'll take hands away from them. Uh, wow, look at that. It's beautiful curving lines, uh, nice colour, the interior is going to be hot. Uh, they say here it's going to have all the usual safety stuff that will be in there, so it'll be safe as, ha- as a house, but um, it'll come with a... This concept apparently has got a 1.8 litre four-cylinder turbo diesel with direct injection, but if this goes to production, I mean, take off the drug dealer wheels, Get rid of a bit of the chrome, uh, make the glass a bit better, a bit more realisable. Tone it down a little bit, but it'll look very similar to that. And it will be a very desirable car and should hopefully come with a 2.5 litre uh, five-cylinder engine. And we also see in C30, T5 and the mm. Focus, the SD220 mm. or the XR5 that we see in Australia. If they make a uh, four-wheel drive version as well, that could be Well, you know, it's Volvo and the S60, so mm. hopefully we'll see some. And I'm going to debate money on this. We might see a six-cylinder inline six in that. That'd be good. That, that would be, be good, yes. That would be really nice. All-wheel drive. Because you never have too much power, really. Oh, of course not. If that comes with the twin turbos as well, that'd be just unbelievable. Yeah. That will be, yeah. yes. But if we go down there, we might have to end the show now. Alright, next car. Alright, moving on. And we, obviously, the reason we've picked this Detroit show special is uh, we, you know, with the general uncertainty of the world economy at the moment, and particularly the uh, car industry, and then, you know, well, it's, 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 it's uncertain would be the best way yep. to describe it. And none more so than the, the US, which has arguably the been the most hard, well, the hardest hit. Yeah, by sure. uh, this economic crisis, so uh, Detroit's well, really been given a chance for them to yeah. to hit back to yeah. to you know to show that you know that they're not sort of stuck in the twentieth or nineteenth century, but they're actually uh, you know thinking they're being proactive, they're being effective, and that making more fuel efficient cars, mm. uh, cars that are more desirable to the consumer. Mm. I mean, with the uh, with people not earning as much money as they used to. Um, Okay, fuel has gotten cheaper again, so these big cars have become a bit more desirable and a bit more usable mm. um, in the US. But uh, this is starting to change the way hybrids have always been popular in America, um, more so because America, like most first world countries, very image driven. So to be seen to do the right thing is a good thing. So if it's you drive a hybrid, actually doing the right correct, thing. Correct, correct. So if you're being seen to do the right thing or what is perceived as the right thing, then it gets a big thing thumbs up. Mm. Um, saying that, look, hybrids we don't dislike because the idea or the concept behind them. Okay. But what I do dislike about hybrids is the way people hijack the image and make themselves look like they're doing the right thing. When when the hybrid, the first Toyota and the Honda uh, came out, the first hybrids to hit the market, they were great cars because they're innovative, they're interesting. But unfortunately, no, it's been ridiculously expensive. They were, yeah. but you kind of, but it's a, it's a new technology. You can expect. Oh that. yeah, I know. I just, I, I think they're a stopgap. I think they're amazingly overhyped, and I mean, I, we, I could talk about how much I hate hybrids all day. But really, you could also but. say they've been overhyped because of the whole trend to be seen to do the right thing. You mm. need it's the whole perception, really, mm. and unfortunately, that has uh, really killed the idea of driving a hybrid for most petrol heads. Mm. Until this. 
Well, we'll go easy on the the, uh, the hype at the moment. As I was saying, this is obviously a big chance to show that you know Detroit is interested in saving their own skin. I mean, we've we've had the bailouts, we've had the uh, the both taxpayer and the co mergers. We've heard just recently that Fiat is looking at buying a stake in Chrysler. So. Ah, when it gets to the point where the Italians are, are just... trying to save the Americans, you know that things aren't maybe what they, you know, what they seem. So hold that thought. I read an interesting article about um, Fiat merging with Chrysler or purchasing. Uh, I think it's about twenty percent of Chrysler. They said the deal will only go ahead if Chrysler get the second bailout from the U.S. government. So it is there in <laughs> paper. But it will only go ahead if they get the second bailout from the U.S. government. But I've got to say, for Fiat, what the t- the taste of irony is so the irony, very the audacity, sweet. first of all, and the oh, and the, the irony after being so close to being you know going under five That's or six right. years ago and it's... having GM General Motors having to bail them out to be in a position. Well, let, let's illustrate. Let's flesh this out a bit further. GM originally were going to purchase Fiat. Mm. When their second payment came around, they defaulted on the second payment, which meant that part of the deal was, without going too much into it, was that they had to then sell their part in Fiat back to and Fiat compensate, again. And compensate them That's for right. the, the stuffing around, which so what so General was, Motors took a bath on it. So General Motors first lost a lot of money, Fiat got a lot of money, and from that, they're able to invest money in new models, mm. uh, get things going again, so that's mm. why we have the new... Uh, Fiat 500, which is a b- b- beautiful little car. It looks f- magic. Second, we, uh, they were able to uh, uh, produce the Punto, which has been released in Australia again. So the first car to come back into Australia from Fiat in a very long time, which is also a very good car. Mm. But now, Fiat, because they're making money again, can purchase Chrysler, which is going to help them sell cars in America again if they get the second lot of money. If that mm. happens... Fiat are just going to go from making not just a little bit of money, but hopefully making a lot more money. Yeah, it could be as a very different automotive climate, but that's more long term. With the short term, <laughs> what's happening? Well, Dodge is uh, Dodge being a, the original uh, sort of lower cost end of Chrysler, which is now sort of sort of metamorphosed into one of those various American brands that have been poorly positioned over the years. Yep. Probably Not say with a fair degree of confidence that no one really knows what it stands for at the moment. You know, they build trucks, they build sort of cheap economy, well, not really economy cars because mm. they're American, mm-hmm. but, you know, they build and sort of everything and anything They do build some nice cars, like the, uh, the Dodge Nitro, um, which you can purchase like in Australia. Yeah, I actually, in all honesty, it's not a bad idea for a car. It's a hatchback. It's a box with wheels. It, it is a box with wheels. It's a good-looking box and wheels. No, it isn't. It's fro- It's a hatchback, but with a four-wheel drive body. It's fantastic. And the uh, what's the next one up? Oh, I, I don't care. But I... okay, talk about the nitro. That's not a bad car. But then you have the history of Dodge, the Charger, the Challenger. Mm. You, you also have the Dodge Viper. Not terribly politically correct. No, but that very, is why I like Dodge because cool they make cool mm. cars. They make. I mean, okay, sure, they're they're possibly rubbish to drive with a couple of exceptions, but they do look very very nice. I mm. do like Dodge. Mm. I do like Dodge a lot, actually. Well, this is their. This is they've just released a latest car to sort of you know sexify their image a bit. Obviously, the Viper's been deep six. There's yeah, not really a hell of a lot else on the horizon for them apart from that truly awesome Challenger, which hopefully will come to Australia. Wow! But what uh, yes, yes. yes. Um, but they've uh, come up with this. It's called the Dodge Circuit. Uh, it's uh, eagle-eyed uh, viewers will notice that it looks remarkably, if not identical, to a particular Lotus, which is the uh, the Europa. The Europa. But they fixed one important detail that I didn't like about the Europa. They put a Dodge grill on it. No, that's not fixing it. Mm, the so Dodge painted it orange. Uh, that's not fixing it. The thing that I like about it is they fixed the seal above the door, and the Europa looks like it's just a bad job. Uh, the seal doesn't fit properly. The window goes in. There's you have the top of the car which curves out, but then you have the window seal which comes up, looks about an inch or so underneath it. So it looks like 
it looks a bit like a kit car rather than a mm. manufactured car. So they fixed that, which for me is two thumbs up. They fixed that, but they really, this is, uh, for those of you who'd be familiar with the uh, Tesla, this is another uh, very similar concept except based on a slightly longer wheelbase with a slightly, well, it's a fixed head rather than a roadster. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it's essentially a hijacked lease, you know, Lotus chassis with an electric engine, which is powered by, well, I'm assuming the same as a Tesla, a whole, Just be well, essentially 77,000 yeah. uh, laptop batteries, yeah. uh, which are so also morphed together. What they've done is they've taken out the General Motors uh, engine, the one point. Is it the two liter? I think you. Oh, the, what it's it, actually it? a Toyota engine. No, no, the Europa. The Europa has. Oh, a, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's got, got a general turbo. Motors. Yeah, it's that's got the uh, general motors. I was paying attention to that. It's got the general motors two liter. Uh, the engine that you get in the Vectra VXR, uh, oh. Astra VXR. Sorry, the hot Astra. Uh, they've taken that engine out and put a electric engine instead. Given a new grill, new paint job, fix the seals, given mm. a new badge, mm. and uh, do you know who the winner is here? Lotus. Well, for selling oh, for selling a whole lot of unsellable chassis, because sorry, we'll have to explain that. No, the uh, Europa came out about what, two and a half years ago. Yeah, oh, hasn't exactly set the uh, market on fire. No. Um, I believe the correct term, most accurate term, would probably be stagnant. Yeah, uh, it hasn't really sold anything. Hasn't no. You just no. You'd. Uh, it's meant to be. The way Lotus sort of marketed this car is kind of uh, an alternative to a Boxster. In a Boxster, you can get in... Except it's a Coupe. Oh, okay, then a Cayman. All right. So you can get... It's it's a Cayman, mm. but with no boot space. Mm. Smaller, more uncomfortable, harder to less get in. Practical. Less practical. Uh, louder, know. but better to drive. And possibly just as expensive. So it's a smaller car, costs just as much, but it is a Lotus, so it will handle like a dream. Um, mm. Apparently the engine is a bit rubbish in it though, because of the turbo nature, Lotus and turbo engines don't go too well together. It's got a lot of, it's, well the General Motors engine itself, it's got a lot of turbo lag and then suddenly, before you know it, uh, the horizon is coming at you at an uncomfortably fast rate. So mm. it does suffer from turbo lag. Well, would this electric, you know, this electric drivetrain uh, fix that, or is that really going to be? Uh, uh, I think, uh, I think it's 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 a it's a short term solution, which is what it is. You know, I mean, there's yeah. one thing to yeah. say, look, this is a car we're releasing in five years. Mm. By the way, we have another, you know, three and a half years worth of testing before it's even production ready, but this will save our company. And then it's another thing to, you know, say, look, this is ready now. It's electric, so it's a sign of the times. It sort of and shows that we're at least attempting to, most important thing here to follow is, market trends. Instead of going to buy from a small brand, a very, very, very similar car from a small brand like Tesla, which has no history, you have a car manufacturer who's had history of making good cars, so they know how to make a car that is not going to break down. They know they can test this well, car. I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to stop you there Compared because they, what are they selling really? How They're many, selling a wait, Lotus. Wait, 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 wait. How many problems has Tesla had bringing out their car? Oh, they've huge. had to change transmission. They've yeah. had to uh, change batteries. Yeah. With this, you know that Dodge are going to test the crap out of this car. So when it comes to market, it will come when they say it will come to the market and on price. It won't keep creeping up and they won't have to keep pushing out that date. Now, I know they've... But it's still uncharted territory, though. It's it still a battery car. It it's is. still an electric car, which, to be honest... No one really knows a lot about at this stage. An all-electric car that's essentially a plug-in as opposed to a hybrid, which still has a petrol engine as well. So I hope that They're, when you go to work in this, they've got a plug for you to... Yeah, otherwise you may not get home. <laughs> It'll just become a resident of the work car park, mm. gathering dust. Mm. Could be an expensive mistake. So you're not convinced by the same thing? I'm, I'm not convinced, no. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm I think it's a bit of a, I think it's a bit of a, a short, uh, sort of be, a uh, short gap solution, a, a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to current market trends, you know, all that, all that guff. I'm going to be a devil's advocate and say that is why it's a good thing because it is a short-term solution rather than a long-term solution. Mm. It makes Chrysler look like to the American government that they're trying to do something here. But it is also, and I'm just, I'd just like to finish with this car on this note, that uh, it is a Lotus, not exactly a paragon for building quality and efficiency, built by 
Dodge, which is owned by Chrysler, which had they made a lot of crap with an untried and effectively unknown drivetrain and engine. So, you know, on the upside, which it looks good, you know, it looks quite nice. They call that colour tangerine. Mm. And you could, yeah. You... <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, next car? Next car. Oh, what we, uh, we've got the next one. This is significantly more promising. Tristan, yes. let me know a bit more. Yes, I've, uh, I'm actually pretty interested in this car. It's for, we are not going to move from the same manufacturer, uh, from the same parent company. This is the uh, Chrysler 200C concept we're going to be talking about to you. Uh, I like. First stop, it's the same size as the BMW 5 Series, approximately. Uh, it's rear-wheel drive, plug-in hybrid. So, which, yes, I know you don't like hybrids, but the big thing this year is hybrids. So, there is possibly one or two more to come. Um, look, it's a good-looking car. Uh, you you can't deny that. Mm. It is a it very good-looking car. I I, think, I've uh, got to say about American car manufacturers, when they want to do it, they can make some of the best-looking cars out mm. there. Cars, uh, we can sit here for hours talking about some of the most desirable cars and uh, a lot of them will be American just because they do look so damn good. Mm. This car, um, I don't see it changing much if they do bring it to production. Uh, the only problem is it's probably going to take in about a year or two to bring it to production. So hopefully Chrysler will be around. Um, I don't want to dwell too much on this car, but suffice to say it is a very good looking car. It's a plug-in hybrid. It's a more clever concept. It Again, is, shows that yes. they're thinking. It, exactly. Sort of. And... Uh, Look, American government, if you're watching, uh, give them more money because this is just showing that, look, when they when their balls are to the wall, they really do want to make a good car and they do want to make a car that people will buy. Mm. People will buy this car, undoubtedly. But so there's a, there's, a, there's a top tip for uh, Obama there. Uh, don't worry about that, you know, that whole Middle East, Chrysler, Palestine thing. Yeah, that, yeah, incidental. Get them to build the Chrysler 200 seats. Give them a blank check. Wow. It's, mm. Look, they say it's got about 200 kilowatts of power, which is about 250, 260 uh, horsepower. Um, it, may, it goes from 0 to 60 miles an hour, 100 k's an hour, in 7 seconds. Mm. So that's Great. quick. Mm. And they'll put a V8 in that. They mm. will put a V8 in that. It's American. Yeah. It'll be against the law for them not to. Oh, precisely. The reason why they haven't uh, for this concept is because they want to be seen to be doing the right thing, but they will put a V8 in that. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, I love this car. Mm. Fantastic. Oh, what do we got next? Oh. This this one, uh, this is exciting because this isn't, you know, under the provision of, oh, this may have a V8 down the track. This has a V8 in it. Now, uh, and uh, quite a large one too, with some forced induction as well, just to make it more stupid. If, I have to say, if you mention car forced induction, I'm already listening with a bated breath. Mm. Wow. Mm. What's wow. the way forward unless you mention diesel in the same sentence? Then it isn't. Ah, this is still not a bad thing, though. Anyway, uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 drop okay. that for now. Uh, the uh, this is the new Jaguar XFR, based on the uh, XF, which is certainly one of the better-looking sedans. Oh, you could, uh, have you sat inside one of those? In. No, I've never looked Whoa! Whoa! I, I went to the London Motor Show uh, in the middle of last year. I sat inside this car. You could push the start button. The engine turned over. didn't turn over. The interior but, is very cool. Oh, mm. All the vents, they just slid open, and the gear selector rose out, mm. the blue lights. I felt like... Just this car. Oh, mm. if I could afford it, I would purchase this car. Undeniably, this is Jagger's best car to date. This, big call, yeah, big call. It's not going to be quite that uh, overflowing with the superlatives, but uh, this is certainly an exceptionally looking car. Being a Jaguar, it'll handle like it's on rails. Unbelievable. Uh, comes with a. Uh, 4.2. Uh, no, it's 5-litre, isn't it? No, no, it's 4.2. 4.2-litre oh, uh, V8 uh, with a supercharger, because obviously you need one um, with with a 4.2-litre V8, because otherwise it wouldn't be able to power a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> uh, so this has a uh, 4.2 supercharged V8, pr pr 
providing a fairly adequate 510 horsepower. Perfect. Which, say, if you're looking it up, is more than an M5. Yes. Uh, it, uh, About 10 horsepower more, if I'm correct, actually. I can't remember. Well, m 5 you got the 400 or the 500. Oh, well, yeah, it was the same engine. Yeah, well, yeah, 500 then, yeah. Um, so, uh, 4.7 seconds to 100, which... Isn't and exactly yes. hanging out, and then okay. you'll lose your license about two or three seconds after that. Uh, so do it when no one's looking. Yeah, yeah. We could say normally just go to the Northern Territory in Australia, but they put speed limits on that. 130 k's yeah. an hour, which is about 70, 75 miles an hour. Mm. Useless. Yeah. yeah. But uh, getting back to the car, this is, uh, I think... Wow. Phenomenally good looking, it'll handle like it's on rails, and I'm just going to put this out there that even though it isn't a whole new model, it's just a derivative performance model of an existing car. I think it's my favourite for Detroit. I I I, I yeah. think at this early stage, it's a big call, but I'm going to say that uh, this is uh, possibly the car. This is getting big. The car for 2009. If it has production the handling, car. yeah, oh, production, production car, car 2009. If it can dethrone the uh, M5. Uh, M5, yeah, we'll need to see this up against the M5. CLS 63, yeah. 2000, whatever current hot Mercedes Benz that they've uh, got going, and the RS6. I think that this will be uh, an exceptionally good car based on Jaguar's track record of making performance vehicles. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. don't tend to make bad ones. No. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think. Um, Certainly worthy of, of some superlative ac accolades and, uh, yeah, good, decent, decent little bus. Oh, what have we got next on the list? Ooh. Ooh. Now, have fun with that. <clears throat> a car, not much needs to be said. It's pornography. It's, really. it, it is car pornography. We're just throwing this up because we do like to look at pretty cars and I want an excuse to talk about a pretty car, which um, I don't really need many excuses for is the new Maserati Quattroporte Sport GTS. What is that? Nice name. It's the Maserati Quattroporte GTS. Right. Which has the 4.7 litre engine, which is in the Grand Sport, which is out now, um, and probably has the automatic... Oh, it's got extra... It's got 8 horsepower over the usual 4.8 litre engine. 8 horsepower. Excellent. On a car that already has how many? 433 brake horsepower. So uh, those 8 horsepower will be noted. But um, apparently, what this is what I do like about Maserati. They're saying, here's a nice sedan with a great engine. But uh, we know you're going to drive it hard. So we'll make sure the power comes up really late in the, when you're revving it out. Peak power, 7,000 RPM. This engine revs out to 7,200 RPM. So uh, you won't be seeing all of it. Until you're how often? One small quibble with that, I guess, is how often would you be seeing seven thousand RPM? Now a day? I have a little anecdote about daily. this. I was at the Ferrari factory midway through last year. Wow! Bastard. Wow! And uh, I tell you what, I saw two Maserati Quattroportes that day. Well, I was with a group of people, and uh, I'm ashamed to admit this, but we were waiting for a bus to take us to a train station. But uh, there's a group of 30 of us, it's probably the easiest way to get around then hire 30 Maserati Quattroportes. But uh, when we were waiting for the bus, we saw some beautiful metal go past. We saw the Maserati Quattroporte, and whilst we were waiting for the bus, we were right next door to the factory gates, we saw about three or four um, Ferrari Californias in war paint, uh, all stick it up going backwards and forwards. But the Maserati Quattroportes, when we saw them coming, we were out there cheering them on and they just flattened it for us and we uh, had to sit down quite promptly because they are just a fantastic looking car and that engine is just... Let's end it there because I might cause an accident. You need some quiet time. I might need some later. Mm. Okay, moving along to something a little bit more prosaic but uh, still very important. We come to Subaru, one of my... One of my certainly favourite car companies. Uh, really, they focus. Oh yeah, big engineering ethos. Not Besides generally. Honda, the, yeah, they're also. The, you like Honda, you well. like Honda and you like Subaru. Mm. Very very engineering led. Don't yeah. tend to compromise on things like that. And uh, this actually explains a lot. They. Uh, this is why you don't. This is why you like cars that don't look 
call that flash hot. Yeah, I like ugly cars. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly cars have character. Well, some of them do. Uh, <laughs> you know, in the way that just something like a Toyota Corolla just does not doesn't. have. Actually, the Corolla is like a cardigan. Corolla is a fridge with wheels. No, that's the Astra. Oh. We've t- but the Corolla is a cardigan. It's something. Wheels. Yeah. In white. Well, we'll get to washing machine. Functional. No, 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 no. We have a washing machine on wheels coming out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. Now, Subaru, uh, they, have a, they have a history of engineering excellence. Cars that just don't die. Cars that you can... Unless it's a WRX and you put a bit more power, go through the engine, the drive line dies in you. But we'll, we'll talk about that at some other point. But that's only if you chuck it in reverse at three grand. No, but, no, no. Uh, that's a whole another story. Apparently they went bang in first and second. Oh, well, yes. Yes, that too. But... They uh, they make cars that are well well engineered, well designed, very practical, very and will just go and go and go. Like oh, I had three mates in school. They had L series, which are these old clunky wagons that sort of were in production for probably far longer than they need to be. Those really, sort of the eighteen hundreds. You know the Brumby, the ones that were sold. Ah, uh, right. Yes. Stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you couldn't kill them. Uh, one of my mates had a manual one. It uh, the clutch went on it, so he just drove it for about another thirty thousand k's with no clutch, because you can just kind of time the revs. I use that uh, term loosely. Time them, and you can just kind of change it through the revs with some noises and some clunking. And but you can do fine. that with the with most manual gearboxes, though. If you time it, you can actually slip it through gears. He wasn't very specific doing... with the timing. He just crashed it through, didn't he? Yeah. He treated it like a crash box. Yeah. With no dog legs. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. But it worked for a considerable <laughs> period of time. So, so what do you think I think we have a maintenance... I think we have a beast, but at the same time, Subaru made... I think we both agree that Subaru made exceptionally well-engineered cars. Unfortunately, though, when yeah. it comes to designing them, they kind of <laughs> just generally all take the day off and let the work experience kid do it, because it's... Yes. And this is... They've made some claims. This is They've the, designed uh, some... This isn't the design work experience kit. This is the one who makes coffees for people work experience kit. No, it was the one who actually got drafted in to, you know, work on air conditioners or something. Like yep. so, or, yep. you know, only, look, seriously, can you just design a car You've got, you've got, got half an hour spare. Half um, an hour. We need it out by next week. We're all going to the pub. Here's the sketch pad. Just go for it. Yeah, just, just knock up, you know, a car of some description and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, release it, realise it's terrible and then redesign Try it within about it. six months. Like the Tribeca. That well, was like funny. just about every single well, Subaru well, that's come out in the last decade. My favourite, the Subaru that's come out the quickest facelift was the was their uh, four-wheel drive looking thing. When it first came out, it had oh, that the, propeller. The, the Tribeca. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, had that uh, a face in it that could scare children. Mm. Um, and I think it was uh, 20 seconds later when they released the updated face. 20, 30 seconds. Maybe because yeah. now it, it's a bit more boring. Mm. But I'm ashamed to admit it. Exactly it's kind that. of... Worse off for it. Yeah, no, I Before think... Before you had a reason for buying it, was, it yeah. but now you have a reason... It was ugly and had character. But now you have now a reason to ignore it. Yeah. It's now like it's the new boring. Forester. The mm. new... That... Actually, mm. that's another Subaru, isn't it? That's another yeah. very forgettable car. Yeah. So, new Impreza. Boring. Mm. New Impreza. In fact, basically, every single Subaru has been meddled with and pretty much destroyed yeah. in the last decade, with the exception yeah. of... The Liberty, but masochists out there can rejoice because there's a new Liberty. It's just a concept at this stage, so uh, no doubt they'll have a redesign ready by tomorrow. But um, this is the new Liberty, and you like it, don't you? Uh, Go on. Go on. Well, it suffers from the usual modern car trait with those flared wheel arches, and that the alloys look far too small. But that's and it looks you can you can argue that because it's also in the WRX in the in the uh, what is it the WRX the uh, Impreza, mm. which has got it anyway, even the base models. So mm. you can say you know Subaru carrying it through, but uh, mm. I, to be honest, am a, a little bit worried because I think, and I'm probably on my own on this, but I think the current Liberty is a really good looking car it's fairly conservative but it just all right it's it's really quite conservative but it's 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 a good looking car you know it doesn't look like a bar of soap it doesn't look like a camry and it doesn't look like you know just any other car on the but road but would you it's go buy a Vaso for that reason well no because 
Volvos are all Fords underneath, basically. I just no. I, I I like the you buy a Subaru for what's underneath, not for what it looks like. You buy it for what it is, rather than. But you could say the same about a Volvo. It. It's, it's you buy it not for what's underneath. You for for the image. Well, not really. So you're saying it's you, you buy car. a Volvo because it's an image because you you look at the new ones, huh? See for but no, so I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit worried. Um, I, I have the, to say the front end is is confused. It's, it's an ugly car, which isn't good. I'm gonna say I'm gonna put it out there. It's an ugly car. It's ugly. Yeah. They haven't actually released any kind of you know specifications or anything that might make you want to buy it if it does turn out to Honestly, be. Honestly, we'll see this with the this. three liter flat six boxer. It'll yep. have the diesel, the uh, two liter four cylinder boxer diesel, which is yep. the first diesel boxer to ever come out. So kudos yeah. to Subaru for producing, for being a bit Porsche and going, no, we're gonna to stick to our gums, it's gotta be a boxer, has to be a diesel. Yep. Um, you know, kudos to them, those guys for that. Yeah. It'll so have the two and a half litre. It'll have an auto, it'll have a manual, be nothing, it'll all be, it will be all wheel drive, yeah. guaranteed, yeah. but um, it's not much You're not convinced, Dan, to be honest. I'm, I'm a little worried. A little worried. This yeah. hasn't developed in. This hasn't quite got to my uh, you I, know, BMW. Can I just finish on a note though? Yeah. They call this design high definition. Well, what's low definition then? I suppose that's the new impressor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Oh, sorry. Thanks, one. Should cue this up for me. Take you over. I'm highly professional here at Handbrake. Very. Oh, why didn't I get this one? Uh, it's because I like nice looking cars, as we can see from today's episode. Now, today I am going to talk to you about the new Audi R8 5.2 litre V10. I have an erection. Again, I seem to be having a few of these today. Um, now, you're looking at this picture. First thing you can come to mind is, it looks pretty similar to the current R8, because it does. Uh, apparently they've tweaked the back a little bit. But uh, I really like the... Um, if you hate the look of the R8, the V8 version, you're not going to buy this. No, mm. but what I really like is when the uh, Audi guy talks about it to the press at uh, the Detroit Motor Show. Before he says, this is the new Audi R8, and they show a little video before as well. When he, before he says, this is the... Welcome, and this is the new Audi R8 V10. Uh, he actually says, uh, this car makes my heart throb. Now, for Germans, for, for Germans to, to get all emotional on you, you know that either something terrifying is about to happen <laughs> or possibly something really good is about to happen. Uh, okay, I, we, we both like our, we both like an R8. Mm, um, mm. I'm not so crash hot on them, but I still respect them. I do like Audis. Big, big fan. Uh, their V10 is a magic engine, but it's a Lamborghini engine. That's why it's a magic engine. They've changed it. They've uh, like the engine you can get in the S8. How much power? Uh, a lot. Because um, the V8 version 525 horsepower. That's a lot more than I was expecting. The V8's, what, 420 or something? 420, you know. So this is going Enough. to be a lot quicker. Mm. Uh, not very much torque, which is odd for a V10, because mm. this engine in the R8 in the S8 was tweaked for torque, not power. So it produced a lot of torque, but the power is a bit weak. So it's kind of seen as the alternative to the sort of M5, if you like, if you wanted an M uh, V10. But well, um, but the M5 is very revvy. I mean, the, the well, that's the S8 thing. This was steamroller. So, but this, but did it sound good? Mm. Oh, mm. I've seen one in metal under the pump in Italy, and wow, I I had trouble sitting down. And um, this is the same engine in this, isn't it? Yes, but tuned for more power rather than torque because of the application that it's in, which makes sense. Um, it is a very nice car. I did actually read an article because I know that the common the common conception is you know oh look Audi's just because. Audi owns Lamborghini and mm -hmm. they just take the uh, the hottest engine from Lamborghini, shove it in one of theirs, you know, put some tinsel on it and away you go. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was reading an article uh, about a month or so ago that said that there was actually not a hell of a lot of changeability between the two, between any sort of... That's right. Uh, the block is the same Audi and between the two cars. Engines. The block is the same, everything else is different. So mm -hmm. the heads, the inlet manifolds, the uh, computer system they use to manage it, the crankshaft, all that stuff. So you're really not looking at a huge amount of carrier. I mean, you could say it's not, you I mean, you know, if you wanted to brag, you say you've just bought yourself a V10 R8. 
Boston, you could yes. say you know it's that a Lamborghini, uh, engine. It's a Lamborghini for, engine, which but technically still, it, well, it is. Well, it's the same block, but it's the same way. If you bought an M5 or an M6 BMW, you could say, "Oh, I've got an engine that's uh, it's an F it's an F1 engine," purely because the blocks come off the same line as the F1 cars. Doesn't True. technically make it an F1 engine in the same way that. But that's got less to do with the F1 engines. It's got more related. But for me. Good on your Porsche for releasing this car. I think you've just screwed yourselves even more. Because remember who owns Audi and Lamborghini? Lamborghini. Well, they purchased even more of Volkswagen, of the Volkswagen Empire, over the Christmas holidays. So uh, I think Porsche, yeah. Looking to rule in the world, or at least a large proportion of it? Well, uh, and, well, they released, the, there's, uh, on a side note, there's the new um, Volkswagen Golf. Which is very similar to the current Golf, looks better inside and outside, but cheaper to make. Which for me means is saying to me that Volkswagen have uh, just gone from strength to strength. Anyway, I think we've got an important. Very car. efficient, very German. Yes, very efficient. German. It is the way we've gone forward. Why do you have this one to talk about? I do, but I don't is this an important car? As much as we hate it, we have to talk about it. <sighs> All right. Okay, um... Being the Detroit special, we are now entering the decline. Yeah, this is, uh, seriously, if you had something better to do, like some homework, or maybe go eat some food or something, probably go for the next five minutes or so, just leave the commentary. Well, actually, let's make this quick. Okay, uh, this is the new Toyota Prius. It still looks like a bar of soap. It's still going to be bought by, I'm being polite, wankers. Uh, yep. it's, uh, you know, it's going to be bought by people who want to be seen to do the, the right, right thing, thing rather, rather than, than doing the actually right doing the right thing. And buying a 10 year old often car. Said, well, as I've said before, just buy an old Possibly on this show. Well, yeah. um, if, if you, to, if you, you actually to... cared about the environment, you'd be on the bus or riding a bike. Buy an old Rather Merc, than buying a Buy an old Merc that is diesel and run yeah. it on biodiesel from a shop that well, chip fat. Well, yeah, chip, exactly. On chip fat. And that's it. Environmentally conscious. But it is a renewable no, it is, fuel. It is, because... Really? Otherwise, they have to pay for it to get sort of thrown out and... Well, but problems. running it on chip fat's probably not the best bet. Well, the chip fat's going to go and destroy the environment anyway. So that's just the image of the burner. Exactly. So yeah. this is no worse than throwing it out. This is Dave and Tris solving the environmental problems of the world. <laughs> when you have a, you know, a difficult combustible fuel, just burn it. Exactly. Uh, so, handbrake, top tip, buy an old Merc or we'll a diesel engine and uh, run it on chip fat. That's right. So, but anyway, this thing, this um, soap, the Pierce, as I believe it was, uh, there was a South Park episode that um, <laughs> went on these quite successfully. I've, I've got, yeah, I've got oh, a that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks marginally better. Is there any kind of technical thing that I probably actually, should have checked before I'm we gonna, started the show? I will say two things about this car. Uh, fuel consumption has only got a little bit better, which, quite frankly, is not good enough. That's so why it's still it's, fairly rubbish. Well, no, no it's, it's got a bigger be. engine, which makes it better on the highway, because before the engine was a little bit too small for the car itself, and it struggled on the highway, and the fuel consumption has actually gone up because of that. It's got a better engine. I know you're falling asleep. Secondly... No, 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 no that makes a very good, easy, it makes a very interesting point, actually, if we just digress from the Prius... Because I, I want to, uh, it's 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 a popular. I think it's a, a popular misconception that people will say, "I'll buy a car and go for the smaller engine because that's going to be fuel efficient." But it actually isn't because if you've got a smaller engine that's you know that's, that's just, under a lot more yeah, stress, that's trying to move more, a lot more weight, yep. then it's actually going to use more fuel. Whereas and if you get a bigger understressed engine, and we're not talking, you know, the difference between a one point six liter four and a five liter V eight. Obviously, you're going to use more fuel, but yeah. uh, you know, going from say a four to a six with a five six hundred cc extra capacity, I th- I think I well, I don't know because I didn't actually do depends. any research to back it this really up. But I'm going to say that wait, you, you're going the right way. If you're talking mm. about say a three cylinder one liter or a four cylinder one point three one point five liter, you're better off going for the especially in Australia. You're better off going for the slightly larger engine because the way our driving works in Australia and it's quite similar to America is you drive in a straight line and it's stop start stop start long in Europe well. and it's especially long different. distances mm. in Europe you're probably better and uh, possibly other countries uh, you're probably better with a three cylinder because you can keep a constant movement up you're not stop start stop start constantly so you don't have to work the engine 
to death to get moving every time to keep with the pace of traffic. Mm -hmm. So for this, it makes sense to go with a larger engine. Fuel mileage is only increased by a little bit. It's got from, say, I think it's 47 to 50 miles per gallon, which is not good enough, quite frankly. In the amount of years that this car has been out, the technology has only improved that much to get that little bit better fuel consumption out of it. Is it cheaper or is it... It's probably going to cost the same. It's, it's unacceptable, quite frankly. Um, basically, only, I think we can sum up the Prius fairly this, Wait, wait, wait. There's one other thing it's come out with, which too is, makes sense, but has been done somewhere else before, is it has uh, solar panels on the roof as an optional extra to keep the aircon running when you're not in the that car. That is actually good. That is that good, is, that but is you can clear. get that in an Audi. Audi have had that for a while now, mm. so that really, that's but not something for Toyota. But it's thinking outside the square, you know, it is But that, it's not thinking outside the square, because Audi have well, done it before. Well, it's just yeah. copycat. Yeah. Honestly, I do not like this car. Toyota, this is a cop-out, and it's unacceptable and not good enough. Mm. Look, I think in some of the Prius, if you, you know... I don't need to say some, if you've heard or what. Yeah. Some, look, the Green Left Weekly will call this the most important and innovative company car for 2009, so go to that for a review. Uh, next. Don't come to us. Yeah, next car, please. Get that, get that off the screen. Right, now, we're going to be talking about a Toyota. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. There you go. Have that. Um, from a company in China called BYD, or better known as Build Your Dreams. There's an oxymoron. Uh, comes a Toyota Corolla. Well, it looks like a Toyota Corolla, but isn't actually a Toyota Corolla. It's a bar of And uh, the reason why we're talking about this uh, company is this is the... For Chinese auto manufacturers, they don't do innovative things, right? This is the first thing I've seen out of a Chinese auto manufacturer that is doing, excuse me, something vaguely innovative. Their entire line are plug-in hybrids. Good on you, BYD. I don't want to say anything more. Oh, we're done. Oh, we're, we're done. done. We're Look, done. It, okay. That, just... All right. Yeah, no, no, that, that's fine. Okay. Uh, right. This is... Um... This is just going from a bit of sublime to the ridiculous. We went from a, uh, what was that thing, a Chinese, I wasn't really paying attention. It was a Chinese. It was a Chinese, car. looks like, look, Chinese car manufacturers take a look at a car and go, yeah, that's not too bad, let's copy it. Okay. All right, well, this is slightly different. Uh, for those of you who are students of, uh, you know, European ostentatiousness, you will be familiar with the brand Maybach yep. that have made, you know, super-sized, super, you know, Giant, gigantic Mercedes S class. They made different like badges, when they first came out. They made those really big coach build. So in the twenties and thirties. Oh, back in the twenties. Oh, yeah, they were, they were Rolls Royce rivals. Oh. You know, they were they were you know separate like back on separate chassis, that so you could get nice. coach built yes. vehicles. Yeah, uh, coach built mean that cars. you know you you essentially you spec the chassis, which is just you know the under bit with all the oily stuff in it. And then you got some bloke, you know, like some French dude or someone to actually build your body over the top of it. So you could have a, you could have a one-off car that would look completely different bar the sort of you know, mounting points, natural engine, mm. grill, mm -hmm. radiator, cooling for the engine and everything look completely unique. This is a, a, a sort of a nod back to that era with the exception being that it's... Um, Let's just talk about it first. I'm... Before I open my can of vitriol and the, of okay. um, car. it's inspired. The reason we bring up the twenties and thirties cars is that it's inspired by that with the way that you would have a, a an open, you would have a limousine, uh, but the front part with the you you know you. What, what we're trying to say is this is a car. To when you're slave, the owner of this you know, car, the, your you chauffeur would the have the you would have, the chauffeur has the enclosed frontal space. And the back area, the uh, owner, where the owner sits, the owner sits in the back. It's, it's open, it's it's where the open air motoring and all that kind of yep. stuff. This is uh, a attempt to recreate that kind of uh, lost magic, but uh, on a slightly different scale. For starters, they've started with just the standard Maybach, which for those of you who are uninitiated, it's just a overfed S-Class Mercedes. Am I being unkind? I don't know. I, I no, think that... You, that is kind to what is going to come out of my mouth very soon. Okay. Uh, this, what they've done is essentially with the main, main, main the Maybach, I didn't actually practice Landlet. trying to pronounce this. Landolette. It is yes. Landolette. Land Landolet. Landolet. Uh, is that they've actually cut a segment of the rear roof out, as you can see by the photos, and uh, replaced it with some tent. And then you pull the tent up over, and then you can drop it down, and you well, have some sort of semi switch. Does that? EBO or electric? Oh well, yeah, but I mean, you know, so yeah. you've got, and then you can have a bit of scaffolding in the back of the car, and and you can experience sort of semi open air motoring 
in a 16 foot long limousine that's just probably bigger than that really alright now for uh, my criticism wait okay this car Lander, this the... is unacceptable quite frankly this is another reason why I don't like Maybach first off Maybach as you said it is an overspect S class but not the current S class the older S class so it's on an old chassis second Maybach have not done anything to this car except chuck the top off and put it on a tent structure the paint which... was white well, you could get it in white anyway. You could get in what colour you wanted. And, and ditto the interior. They have put the way the roof folds down on this, secondly, is unacceptable as well. It folds down to what looked like I, when I originally looked at it. I thought it was a couch that was stuck into the back of this car. It has the tenting structure sitting over this. And that's the tent bit. huge. Mm. But you look at coupe cabriolets now, right? Mm. And the way the soft tops, because this is a soft top. They're getting pretty efficient with the packaging and it stuff packs, now, aren't they? Yeah. It does not ruin the lines of this mm. car. This, it sticks up out half the way out of the car. Mm. Now, we are talking about before the show, saying, look, how the hell is the chauffeur going to see out the rear view mirror? You're saying it's probably got a reversing oh, camera. It'll have 20 of them, yeah. It'll have cameras on there. But, mm. I mean, if you're... There's nothing like looking out the mirror to, because... If you're not familiar with the car, you look at a mirror, you can get a quick idea of how far something is from you. Look at a camera, you have lens distortion, you have other associated problems you're not going to get when you look straight out of the mirror. You can't see anything out of this. So you have more of a chance looking at a, the rear-view mirror of a Lamborghini Countach than you have looking at the rear-view mirror of this. And a Countach came out in the 70s. This car... The Countach, actually, the uh, recommended reversing procedure was actually to, to sit on essentially the get out of the car, open the door, <laughs> kind of hang out of it. Sit on the sill because it was And then just kind of sit on the side sill because the doors opened upwards and then just kind of hang and try and look cool as you're reversing into the back of a Fiat. But the thing is, but you did look cool. Reversing, reversing into a Fiat. Well, well, not reversing into the Fiat, but you did look cool with the door up, mm. sitting on that sill... Right out there, mm. you looked cool. In this, you're going to look like a dickhead for buying the wrong car. This car as well, the styling, looks like the Chinese are gone, yes, we like the, cop the styling of the Rolls-Royce. We're going to do our version of it. This is a terrible-looking car. The land, the, the, the land, the laundry. The Maybach the laundry. Land, the land, mm. yes. The laundry. Get that thing off the screen. I don't want to see any more of it. It's Basically, if you are... Do you have just far too much money you know what to do with it, and you have like a cousin, a friend, someone like for their birthday, and you know they have absolutely no taste? No, buy Rolls Royce because that way. No, 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 but that's for people with taste. If they have absolutely no taste, if you buy, then they're going to definitely taste, want a Maybach laundry. Yes, a Maybach laundry. Mm. Right, I've. Oh, I want to finish off this, mate. Now. Second piece of innovation to come out of China. Uh, looks like they found something from the Mickey Mouse school of car design and went, yes, I want a car like that. The Hang, uh, the uh, Tang Hua, as it's probably uh, uh, called, um, uh, apparently uh, uh, it's, it's a funny looking car, I'm going to say that, but uh, I like the English. That's part of this car. I like the side steps on it actually, so you can, I guess you can just kind of. Actually, they're not side steps. You know what you, you know those sort of the Ben Hur chariot races with the spokes that come out of the wheels. Both sides. Yes, mm. like when you come when you sort of cut when someone's cutting you up. This is for actually carving up that car and putting dents in the side of the car. They're, also, they're not actually side steps. I've never actually seen a car that looks like something that came out of your nose. Just. Came out yes. with wheels yes. and some holes in it. Actually, do you know what it, now thinking about it, do you know what it reminds me of? You know mm. this Homer Simpson car? It's like that, the but home. it's a four-seater. The home. But uh, Where's the satellite thing and the dome <laughs> and the, know, and the 70s fins and stuff? And, uh, uh, it's close though. What I'd, like, what I'd actually quite find most uh, entertaining about this vehicle is that, um, you know, you... you you have a crash in a car. It's not pleasant. Uh, it, uh, but you have you have a crumple zone, something to sort of sustain the the, the, know, blow, the kind the of the impact. blow yep. before you actually have to start absorbing it as well. Yes. Where precisely is it on that car? I'll tell you. It's right here. It's called your knees. And uh, if you drive this and have an accident, you will die. Actually, I just thought of a brilliant idea. Do you know where this car should be, rather on the roads? Golfing uh, with greens. A, with a no, no. Gold. This is the perfect golf. Just a pole car. through the centre of its roof signal. This, is, this is a golf car. 
This is for golf four-seated golf car. Yes, that is an untapped market that I think you've just hit there, Tris. That uh, we because did, they're all what two seaters. This is this with is a, a golfer's car. Thirteen cc sewing machine this engine, is brilliant. In them, which I'm assuming that's got as well. Or does that have a proper engine in it? Or? Uh, probably somewhere. Um, uh, it could be on on the left wheel, possibly. Don't actually know. Um, my favorite piece. Look it up because you didn't care. Yeah. Okay. yeah uh, Pretty much. I just wanted to finish on a silly car, and mm. with a, it's got a badge stuck to it. Um, I'm going to read out in verbatim what it actually says. Accept of ordering these cars for the private place and touring scenic spot on the scene. Suggestion: Renowned environmentalists, President Bush ordering this car for his Texas ranch. So I think what they're saying is it will not. You can't get this registered for the road, but uh, if you have a big place, golfing greens, this is it. And I don't really want to talk anymore about that car. That's that's really it. So uh, that's it for the Detroit Motor Show, our mm. highlights. If you mm. want more information on Detroit Motor Show cars, the internet is probably your best start. Google, mm. really, is your friend. Mm. Uh, so, look... Uh, Interesting year ahead of us, as we've said. Countless it is. Times I think show. this will be. I. Th- I mean, uh, to be honest, it's not going to be one of the best years automotively, just because everyone's hiding. I think you'll probably see quite a few very cool concepts mm-hmm. uh, get deep, get deep done sixed. over, and well, yeah, Cadillac, finished. for example, are not going to be introduced in Australia. They were going to be brought that's, in, but um, really, but yeah, actually, true. no, that's a bit unfair. They do make some decent cars, but uh, yeah. Um, Anyway, we'll probably have to end the show there. I'm mm. busting for the time. Actually, no. No, no, please hurry up. I'm no, we, 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 do, we do have a very, very important... Uh, this is the first time ever for Handbrake. Please be quick. We have had, <laughs> we've had someone ask us a question. Yes, we've had a question on the we've show. Had, for the first yes. time ever in the history of ever, we've had someone ask us a question. And it's about what cars we drive. And yep. uh, Randolph, I think his name was... Uh, thank you for your question. Yep. Uh, to which... What do you drive, Dave? Why was that to be me first? Yes. Okay. Um, Quick. I'm, I'm desperate. Hurry up. I'm, I'm crawling the wall here. How long do you reckon? Anyway, uh, my car is a uh, 1992 Mitsubishi Magna. Uh, it's the a high-performance vehicle. No, it's not. Uh, it, it looks kind of like a BMW. It's terrible. Uh, it exists... I'd... I think it pretty much entirely exists so that all my mates can say mean things about it and be. I've got be a better idea. Next episode, we'll talk about our cars. The car I'm driving, I'm, I'm sorry I have to do this, is a uh, Renault Megane. Um, diesel. We'll, yeah, shut up. Diesel. In grey. It's a diesel. And, uh, and it's grey. But it's a diesel. Uh, thank you for watching. If you mm. have any more questions and uh, if you want to torture me any further, I'm about to die here. Uh, thank you for watching this episode. It's been a pleasure as always. My name is Tristram. I'm Dave. Thank you for watching. Thank you.